This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. The podcast. Oh, it's a gloomy Tuesday. What's up, Eddie? Hello, podcast people. Oh, I like the fact that you are wearing the Steve Summers shirt because we got word that Steve is going to be back soon. That's kind of cool. Yes, uh, I actually had an email, a conversation with him, and he is uh, struggling with all the forms and stuff he has to fill out now that he's going to be like a new employee almost. And that's not, maybe we should have him in this week. That would be fun. Yeah, I don't know when he's coming in. I think he might have, he has to come in to fill out, out paperwork or something. Well, I figure we got Joe. So it's me and Joe the next few days. Mm-hmm. I have tomorrow, I have a comedian by the name of Anthony Rodia coming on. I was okay. trying to get him in studio uh, with Boomer because he's a Long Island guy. I thought it would be fun. And he's a sports guy. He's a Yankee fan, a Giant fan. And I think he's hilarious. Um, but as his agent told me, he's been on the road for like five months and this is like his one week home. He's like, is it possible you do a phone in? I'm like, mm. you know what? We'll do it Wednesday. Why not? That's fine. Sure. I know Boomer hates phone ins. Yeah. Um, so I got him in tomorrow. We're working on something for Thursday. Maybe Steve Summers on Friday into Labor Day weekend be fun. Yeah. You'd, well, you'd have to on the phone. That's fine. Yeah. I'm not, I like, I know I'm in the minority. I enjoy guests. I think yes. it breaks up the show. It's four hours. Otherwise of us just talking to ourselves. So to me, Steve on the phone is just fine if he was here. I wouldn't make him come in here if he didn't want to. That's, mm-hmm. that's fine. Well, he is in Manhattan. True. And maybe he wants to get out of the house. We could leave that. I'll have Flegelman reach out. Maybe we can. Uh, we'll see what happens. Or just check with uh, the boss and see if he's due in at all. Could do that, too. Mm-hmm. That is true. Um, I just had a conversation with DA by the coffee machine. Okay. He does not like you. What did you No, I'm just kidding. Um, and we were, we were talking about football season. Mm-hmm. Are you the type? That I know you like the winter. That's well documented. And you like the cold weather. But are you the type that when that first college Saturday rolls around, which it sort of did this past weekend, mm-hmm. are you like Christmas is coming, end of year party time? Like it's like, are you, do you find yourself more energized during football season at the Ye- beginning? Yeah, because um, just the nature of it, the, the, there's not that many games. It's once a week and the season. Uh, evolves and unfolds and it's just fun to watch and i was watching i was locked in for all of the seven games last week 
Were you really? Yeah. Even that terrible Notre Dame game? Yeah, listen, when I say locked in, I I, I recorded them all, and there was not really many competitive games in in the bunch. USC won by blowout too, right? Yeah, and Vandy beat Hawaii big, and uh, La Tech... Florida Central or something, or Florida International, maybe, 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 yeah, FIU, and then Jacksonville State, the Gamecocks. That's first. the old Dion team. No, that's Jackson State. Oh, sorry. Uh, and this is a is this is a, a Jacksonville, Georgia. Uh, they played their first FC uh, FBS game against I think UTEP, and they won. And yeah, so I read an interesting thing about that Notre Dame game in um, in London, right? Is that where it Dublin. was? In Dublin, in Ireland. For uh, they said, I'm sorry, there were fifty thousand U.S. travelers that went overseas for that game. Mm-hmm. Forty two thousand were Notre Dame fans. Oh, uh, yeah, that absolutely. is unbelievable. And if it wasn't forty two and eight, then it was thirty two and eight. I forget, but the number was insane. Right, the amount of people that traveled to that game, and if it was a Navy, it could have been all in Notre Dame. Yeah, I suppose so too. Because Navy, true. you know, is going to make yes a, have people there. I did. I always feel bad for those service academies mm-hmm. when they play some of these, uh, and, and I know they play a different style, and you know, you're trying to grind out the games, but like they have no chance in these games. Yeah, I don't remember when it was, but it was a big deal when Navy beat them, and it was within the last. 15 well, years. Well, I and think. even as recently, what, two years ago, the 21 it was the Navy really good? Yeah. Right? I know well, Army has struggled, but. You no, know, but Army's been, the, that, that, the Navy, Army has been better than Navy in the last, like, five years. Oh, is you, that true? I thought Navy yeah. had a really good year they, in there. Um, I don't know in the last five. Okay. But I know the uh, Army, you know, the Navy had that long streak against Army in the Army-Navy game, and then I think it's. Maybe Army's won like five of the last seven or something okay. like that. But they've turned it around. And then you were talking about, you, you mentioned how you know how fast the season goes. I couldn't believe, just sitting here with Boomer, when, when Peter, or maybe it was Boomer, was mentioning Dak Prescott, eight seasons already. Yeah. Like, I look at Dak as still like a young quarterback that's, you know, but he's already got the big contract. And eight years, you'll see some guys retire after 10. Sure. Like, the thought that, as a cowboy fan, I could be through Romo and Dak already is fascinating to me. Like it's just it's it's depressing. And the fact that how old is Colt McCoy? I was shocked to see how 36. old he is. Yeah. I'm like, wow. I've been remember around him. a while. Yeah. You forget. Around, but yeah, I remember no. him playing at Texas. Yeah, and that's a long time ago now. Yeah, it is. Time just kind of rolls on and no way for anybody. And that Dak's first uh, when Romo got hurt and he took over. Yeah. Was that Zeke's first year? Or second year? I should know the answer to that. I, f- I would say probably his second year. Mm-hmm. But I, top of my head, I don't know, actually. Okay. And I was actually mad. I mean, once Boomer said David Carr, I knew exactly the game he was talking about, and I yes. remembered Quincy Carter. But when he was talking, and when he said 2002 and first-round draft pick, I, that didn't register because I don't think of David Carr as a number one overall NFL pick. Yeah, I just don't. Was. Like, his brother's better. David Carr never he – was, he was okay, but mm-hmm. his time in the NFL was not long. No, and he, yeah, he got the crap beat yes, out of him. Yes, he did. After they win that game – I don't remember this. It was a 20-17 to 17 or 20-16. to 16. I remember it was a low-scoring game, and I will never forget watching that. And that's one of the final few years that I was still just a fan watching the game at home because I've been doing this Cowboy thing since – oh, no, 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 no. I was thinking 06. 
I've been doing the cowboy thing since 10. Mm-hmm. It's my 13th year. Wow. Or 14. Wow. Whatever. Yes. Working for, yeah, it's bizarre. And I get to do Cowboys-Eagles this year in Philly. Oh, nice. I get to fill in, which will be really cool. That's a, that's a drive, not a flight. Yes. Uh, everything's easy about that. It can flood drive day of game. I don't have to miss work. I'm, I'll be back on Monday. It's fine. The only thing that's, that stinks about it, I remember Burkhart telling me that year one in, in 2010, and even Kevin Ray has kind of mentioned it to me, the Eagles put the uh, our broadcast in the corner, I'm sorry, in the end zone behind the goalposts. Oofa. I don't know how yeah, you how call a hell? game like that. I don't know. I remember. I know in Washington the visitors' Terrible. radio is, but it's not the end zone. You're maybe at the ten or fifteen. Well, I can tell you, in, in even in Dallas, the broadcast booth is in the corner of the end zone. The difference there is that screen above the field. So easy. Like Eddie, I call the game off the screen. Sure. Now, when when play hits about the thirty yard line in front of us. Piece that that's awesome. You call it, you see it. It's but when it moves down the other side of the field, you're lost, even mm-hmm. with binoculars, because you're so far. But the screen is great. So hopefully, I haven't been to the to the link in a long time. Hopefully, they have something like that. And do you remember the the uh, old uh, Dallas Stadium, Texas in, Stadium in Irving? Yeah, that there once. visitors booth. Oh my god, that was like up in the catwalks and tiny, right? Yes. Yeah. And getting the equipment up there. Oh, it was a bitch. I always, you know, when the Giants made that run to the Super Bowl in 07, that was, um, I went to that game. And I flew to, it was supposed to be a connecting flight from Houston to Dallas, but it was a little puddle jumper and I wasn't getting on it. So I wound up driving to Dallas from Houston that morning. I had a 6 a.m. flight. You didn't want to get on a prop plane? I was not getting on a prop plane. No. Really? No. I don't, I love flying. Didn't want to get on one of those. Huh. It was only eight seats in the plane. I'm like, I ain't get on this. I ain't get right off. And you've been in helicopters. Yeah, I wasn't comfortable, though. Oh. I don't know that I would ever do it again. Yeah, I took two props in Iceland. Yeah, I know. I'm aware you did. Not my thing. But mm-hmm. to each his own. So long story short, I went on it with a credential that Spitz got me to see that horrible win for the Giants. Mm-hmm. If you're a Giant fan, great win, but horrible loss for the Cowboys. Um, and so I had a seat in the press box. And so I got there like 15 minutes before kickoff because I had to drive from here. The whole thing was mad. No parking. Yeah. It was awful. I remember spending $50 to park five miles away. It was awful. Ugh. But what, I got in 20 minutes before kickoff. And when I got there, they doubled up the media seats. And Ugh. it was like a first come, first serve. Like literally there were cards on top of one another. And it was like share the space. And, and in some cases they had, you know, like a bench seat. And then a bench seat behind it to where they were telling you to kind of maneuver to look between. I'm like, I can't watch a game like this. I watched that whole game, no joke. I moved from tunnel to tunnel with the ball. Really? Because you couldn't get a seat. The place was packed. Of course, yes. So I would, if the if they kicked off and there was a touchback and it started at the 20-yard line, I would go to the 20-yard line and I walk into the tunnel. I would talk to the usher, you know, to kind of, hey, how you doing, and whatever. You had a credential. I had a credential. And then if there was a 15-yard pass play, I would run back out. I'd go up. So I, wa- I had a great – it was weird, but I had a great view of that game. And that was – oh, that game was miserable. Now, did you stay on the one side or did you switch – No, I to- kept moving. So I basically made friends with every usher in that stadium. So you went to both sidelines. Oh, yeah. I was – I just kept going. Because if you ended up in, a, in an end zone, I would just kind of keep going around. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and that's kind of what I – that's how I watched that game. It's kind of a unique experience. It was a different experience. There was only one bad usher that would not let me stand there for the play. Mm. And uh, I just moved to the other one, and it was fine. But.
Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And the other thing we I like to do um, when I get the limited opportunities to co-host, I like to do things that are a little different. So I like to rip from the headlines just because it's current events. Sure. As you know. Did you read that story about the couple that tried to get pregnant and couldn't? No. I, I know not. we were having fun with yes. it. Yes. But when you played the clip. Yeah. In the butt. Uh, right. That is what the guy was doing for three years. Wow. How did she not know? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, um, it's instinct. It's biology. It's, you know, that's. That's how animals know how to do stuff, and we know how to do stuff. But if you told me that they took some sort of pregnancy pill, mm-hmm. and they said you got one shot, and they went out and they got drunk, and it didn't happen, okay. Sure. And you hit the wrong spot, the wrong yeah. entry point. Yeah. Got it. The article says they had anal sex for three years. Yeah. And neither one realized what they were doing. Yeah. And they're not 18 years old. Right. They weren't senile at 60 trying to, whatever, 26 and 24 years old. Well, um, let's just say uh, maybe it's a good thing that their genes didn't get passed on. No, they did. Oh, no. Oh, no. They figured it out. She got pregnant. She got pregnant within a month of him putting his penis in her vagina. But they had to get, like, instructions, I guess. They had to seek out. Yeah, the doctor was the one, after examination and questioning, he had to tell them, wrong spot. Yeah. Jackass. Yeah. Wow. Imagine that conversation. Could you imagine? How about, forget the conversation. How about the embarrassment of the two walking out of the doctor's office? Right, but how about just the doctor saying, like, you know, like he's working with them, just thinking that they're going about it in the normal way. And then when when that is revealed, he's got to be just, like, dumbfounded. Mortified. Yeah. Yeah, I, that story to me, I and what's funny is because of you, I was waffling on reading it because I was kind of worried what you might play. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, you know what, what the hell? I mean, yeah. It's a news story. I'm not making it up. Right. Took it out of the newspaper. That was the funny thing about, I did that a few weeks ago, and Phil Mushnick wrote an article just destroying me and G. I think it was me and G. Maybe maybe it was me and Boomer. Right, because I wouldn't do that with G here, because he, he leads it. So it was me and Boomer, and he re- wrote an article just how um, the content was awful. How could, you know, I, I forget, but he, was, he ripped us for it. And a Sports Illustrated writer basically wrote to him, on social media and just destroyed him with the premise, uh, Phil, they were articles in your newspaper. Yeah. Very funny. Right. Very funny. Right. That, that, that's where that's what your source material is. Which is why I always make sure I say, this is from the New York Post. Yeah. So if you've got anything to say, why don't you go tell your editors? Exactly right. Because they're putting it out there. Mm-hmm. So what else you got? 
Uh, what else do I have? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm actually, I was surprised that my uh, vacation was more expensive than Boomer's, even though. I was blown away, but I've never had a trip that has cost more than more than $10,000. And I have two kids. Mm-hmm. And I, now I have not done anything um, like what you did mm-hmm. and been away for that long. It was a long trip. It was. It was one, it's one of their longest trips, except for the um, some of the ones to the southern hemisphere, to Antarctica, which is like three weeks, you know, because sure. you got to get there and the whole thing. So, uh, but this is one of their longest uh, northern hemisphere trips. Yeah, that's 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 impressive. That's yeah. an expensive trip. It is. Well, here's but you're paying because you're you're not just touring around because you could do it relatively cheaply just by rent, yourself, rented a car and all. Right. But you're traveling with a scientist, uh, a naturalist. Yeah, yeah. And it's a small group. There was only 11 people in our group, in our tour group. So you're paying for that. You're paying. They make deals with the locals. So you get a little bit of, uh, sure. you know, uh, uh, you get there early and, and there's not as many people in this whole thing. So you're paying for all of that. And Iceland uh, is expensive because they have to import everything pretty so much. So the food's expensive. The yeah. drink's expensive. Yes, so you know that whole that whole thing. You had because so, when you said that, you had me thinking like, what is my most expensive trip? Mm-hmm. And there's nothing I can come up with that's been more than ten thousand dollars. Close, you know, some of them that hovered around the nine to ten number, but not right. And I'm talking for four people. You know, but you also then you go on your your trips every year with the with the baseball with the travel oh, teams and everything, and you do a few of those. You know, so that's like a bunch of those. I think. It's like, you know, it's not a true vacation, but it's, it's like a half and half situation when you go down to the uh, Myrtle Beach. Oh, no, that. that, yeah, no, I mean, it, you're right. Like Myrtle Beach with the boys last year for, it was a baseball tournament. Yes. That to me is not a vacation. Right. It was half and half is fair, but that's not, I think it was more of a vacation for the other kids' parents. Yes. That had no responsibility right. other than to go watch their kids for a few hours. Right. I was still on the clock. Yeah, and still responsible for that group of kids, and yeah, but not free. Uh no, not free, but not no, not like that. And we had we no. had signed up with this group. Uh, Actually, not only that, not a, you said the trip was twenty grand for two years. Mm-hmm. That would be the equipment equivalent of me spending forty for four of us. Yes, yeah. Well, I don't sniff that. Oh no, no, no. And of course, you know, that's why you know, and their their demo is 55 to the grave basically this this tour company people that are looking to spend their money and do well something it's fun. like people who are either never had children like my wife and sure. i or or later in life they do their finance so they see they can afford it or you know people who had children but now of course are yeah. older and they're not going with the children and uh yeah but we had signed up with them in for a trip in 2019 it was a, a wolves uh, a Yellowstone Wolves thing, also in the winter in Yellowstone, would have mm. been a lot colder. Um, but then my mom passed early nineteen, and I had to cancel. But I had trip insurance, one of the best things I ever did. Um, but that was about less. Well, it was about half the price, I think, for that because it's in the United States and it's not as long as right, a week right. and blah blah blah. Uh, and then, then COVID happened. And then, so we really haven't done anything. Yeah. I mean, we, I've driven to the Berkshires and to Maine and uh, Vermont and New Hampshire, but those are cheap. It's just like, you know, you're paying for your lodging, but I'm not staying in a four seasons. Right. And 
my activities during the day. I, mean, I go hiking or free. Just free. Yeah. You know, and uh, again, just uh, either pl- staying in a place with a kitchen uh, or, you know, just if not a kitchen, then we're not going out and spending extravagant money sure. on meals or anything like that. So, And it's two years, not five years. Correct. So we do this every once in a while. And it was like, uh, I'll tell you the price. It was before airfare and before alcohol mm-hmm. and before the tips for the naturalists right. and all that, it was like thirteen three per. Wow. Before airfare and alcohol and all that stuff. So it was expensive for sure. So you were significantly more than 20000 Yeah, I would say it's You were probably, more like 30 Correct. Holy crap. Yeah. My Lord, that's the equivalent of me doing a sixty thousand dollar trip now. Good right, God, man. But but I mean, again, if you take the kids out of no, it, do, even then. But if you add up all the things that you do in a year, you go to AC, you go here, you go there, you go there. You know, fair. It, it's about equivalent, and we only do this once every. It, no, no, it's not equivalent, but it's. But you're right. It's definitely. I spend a lot more than I'm saying. Right, because I do like to go places. More you do than once. Oh, I 100 percent. I do. I have. I've always said. The, my interest level of taking time off from work with no trip planned, mm-hmm. I'm good. No, thanks. I'll come to work. I'm home at 1130 already. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just be home to do what? Mm-hmm. That's not. No, thanks. I, God love Al. I couldn't do what he's doing this week. I would go stir crazy. Yeah. Well, usually when I'm off, like there's like there's some other activity like that. If we don't go away somewhere, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm like this when I'm off Thursday, Friday and uh, over Labor Day, we are prepping for my wife's big fiber, the New Jersey Fiber Festival, which is NFL opening weekend and blah, 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 which it always is. And yeah. It got stuff to do. And and when we travel domestically, even when I even went out to Crater Lake in Oregon or we went to Rocky Mountain National Park, okay, you have the airfare expense. But, again, I'm not staying at right. five-star hotels. And I plan because it's – it's it's in the states and i know where and i research and i plan the whole thing out and again all of our activities are are free yeah which is just hiking right so right you know the last thing so what i'm what i've proposed so far the boys are in i haven't figured out a way how i'd ask him if she wants to do this yet Mm -hmm. but i figure why matthew's still living with us he'll be 19 in october Mm -hmm. what about driving across the country Next summer. See, I, I I would love that. Yes. Starting with the game in Pittsburgh, we hit Cleveland, Cincinnati, and we end in Oakland. And then we fly. We spend some time with my family out there then and then fly back. Mm-hmm. Take about a week and a half, two weeks off, whatever. And we drive at our leisure. I will plan it out. The games, maybe six stops, six games along the way. So this is based fly around back. baseball games. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to, you know, let's go see uh, Mount Rushmore and all that and stop at all the national parks. Uh, it depends on the route that we take yeah. and where the stadiums are. I'd have to see. And I know the baseball schedule is out for next year. So I got to look and see what would line up properly. Mm-hmm. But if I could knock off like five stadiums in one trip like that and, mm-hmm. and drive cross country, that would be awesome. Yeah. And when you go through like, you know, national parks in the summer, for sure, there's a fee to get in, but it's not crazy. Yeah. And it's usually per car. Right. It'd and be then, perfect. And then you could stop and even and just see a site or whatever, yeah, or yeah. even do a you know a, whatever a two mile hike or something like that. Uh, but that'd be that. fun. Yeah, and there's a bunch of national parks in in Utah. There's like five of them, all right around each. No other. No one plays in Utah. Uh, no, but on the way down to Phoenix, 
perhaps, okay. you know. Why we've been there already. Or, or up from, oh, I was going to say Texas and Arlington, but you've been, been there. there already. Colorado would Colorado. be. Colorado. You can yes. go from Colorado and then go back and up or around, and you can drive through some beautiful yeah. country. Um, Colorado has a bunch of national parks also. And driving over. Have you ever driven across the Continental no. Divide? No. Mm. no. That's why I think it'd be kind of cool. It, it is. I've done it many times. So we'll see. That's right now is an idea. That's all it is is an idea. And we shall see. And if you go up to Seattle from or come go up to Seattle and then come down. I'm not gonna, going to Seattle. Now oh, you're getting okay. too far. Yeah, it's now it's just far. Okay. It'd be a straight shot, basically. I see. But it's also next year is my twenty fifth wedding anniversary and we both turned fifty. So I gotta do something with her too mm-hmm. at some point somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows? We'll see. And, and one day I would like to drive the Trans Canadian Highway. You you know, going across an I eighty that's about 3,000 miles, a little less. Let me know when that happens. Trans-Canadian <laughs> Highway is 5,000 miles. <laughs> it's not pass. Uh, all right, we got to go. Okay. Uh, thank you very much. I will see you tomorrow for your last day before Labor Day. Yes. And then do the see you thing, and then you get uh, Peter Schwartz and not Chris Lepresti, Mike Fliegelman coming up. Yes. So.